It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. Commissioner, is it safe to say that health and safety are top priorities here at Decal? Absolutely. That is definitely the foundation of uh, what we do here. You've got to make sure we have um, healthy and safe child care programs for the 337,000 children that attend those every day, every year. So in January 2014, DECAL began implementing a new state law requiring all employees of Georgia's child care programs to undergo a national criminal background check based on fingerprints. In 2015, we came back and made improvements to the CRC process by streamlining for everyone in the child care community, including providers, parents, early childhood education students entering the field. And then more recently, Commissioner, you announced that for the next two years, a DECAL is going to pay the cost of the initial national fingerprint scan for eligible uh, early care and education workers. Right. Uh, so we will be paying that cost for the next two years. And uh, one common theme that we've we've heard since we implemented this, I don't think that the child care community was opposed to um, us requiring the fingerprint check, but we knew that the cost of that check was a barrier sometimes to employment. And we know turnover can be an issue as well. So when you have to pay that about $50 every time an employee or an individual has to pay it on their, on their own um, before becoming employed, that that was a barrier uh, for our workforce, for the early childhood education workforce. Mm-hmm. So um, we received about... About $93 million from the federal government through our CCDF uh, funds that we receive every year, which was a big surprise, which mm-hmm. we've talked about before. Um, but one of those things, one of the um, items we put in that plan was paying for those fingerprint um, checks for the next two years. And we hope that that will be um, a benefit and break down that barrier to getting good, qualified uh, folks into the early childhood education industry. I know we talked about this a few weeks back when we started the podcast. Are you getting any feedback from the child care community about that? You know, overall, uh, everyone's really pleased uh, with our funding plan. Uh, We've heard most about the CRC uh, and paying for the CRC. Um, So that just tells me that 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 truly was a barrier uh, to getting good folks in the workforce. So we are very pleased to be able uh, to do this. And we were able to do it really, really quickly and get it implemented quickly as well. Tangible benefit for those in the workforce. Let's talk about criminal background checks today with two people who know the subject very well. DECAL's chief legal officer is Ira Sudman and legal services supervisor Christy Bearden are here with us today. And Ira, why are background checks so important in a child care setting? You know, I couldn't agree with uh, what the commissioner was saying earlier about health and safety being the utmost important in our child care settings. And one way that we uh, can look to ensure uh, health and safety requirements are met is to look at the backgrounds of the individuals who want to work in a child care setting. And it gives us the ability to kind of weed out the individuals that would likely do harm to children. And you got to remember, we're dealing with children that are at an age that really can't articulate mm. what is being done to them in a classroom. So that paying attention to that, close attention to what the records of a potential employee are is to help that situation so that those children are not put in those situations. Let's back up just a little bit. Back in uh, prior to January 2014, before this state law, um, you were limited to background information on employees in Georgia. Is that right? 
just with a local background check? Well, for directors, we are able to do a fingerprint check. Mm -hmm. For all other employees other than directors, we did a local background check. And what was the shortcoming there on the local? So when we talk about local, just make sure that everyone understands what we're talking about. We're talking about a name-based check, right? And when you go out and you do a name-based check, it's only as good as the name that's given. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, in... A lot of times when somebody gets married, they take their husband or wife's name and it's changed. And if you looked up that new name, you would not get their history. Mm -hmm. Or at the time of an arrest, a lot of times people don't have identification on them. And they give law enforcement a name that they want to go by and goes in the system. So if you come in now and you say... I want to be checked. And if you don't use the name that you gave police officers when you were originally arrested, that history would not come up either. Mm -hmm. So without it being linked for all these crimes by fingerprints and just you're not going to get all the necessary information. Right. And uh, that put the the child care industry in a little bit of a peril over there because they weren't getting the full information to protect those uh, those uh, children mm-hmm. in care. So in 2014, we had the new state law. We came back in 2015, made some improvements there. Uh, Christy, is, is everyone in a child care program required to have a satisfactory background check? Yes, absolutely. So um, the background check law covers everyone, directors, employees, volunteers, student interns, um, everyone is required to have the background check letter that is issued by the agency before they begin. And you oversee uh, a part of our agency that um, processes these background checks or or issues the letters uh, that go out. Talk about that a little bit. Yes, that's correct. So my my team um, does everything related to criminal background checks. So we help help people with their application. We help people with registering with Jamalto. We help people... um, troubleshoot when something comes up on their criminal history that may be a barrier to employment. We help them um, to try to get court documents and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So um, we do our best to make sure, of course, the majority of the people are perfectly clear and we're able to issue a satisfactory letter within 24 hours. Um, But there are some times where we have to give um, people a little extra extra assistance. Right. And how is that received? That's got to be a difficult phone call, I guess. Yes, it is. But, you know, the goal is to get people who are qualified to work in child care to get them back in the door as quickly as possible. So we found that a lot of times um, the people come to us uh, wanting to know how they can get back to the children that they love to mm-hmm. take care of. So um, our job is to just try to, um, to get them back to work as quickly as possible. I want to give you a chance to Uh, congratulate your department. They have processed a lot of background checks since this all began in 2014. Yeah, we just actually hit our 100,000 letter mark. So we're pretty pumped up about that. And that's the comprehensive satisfactory determination letter. So um, we have two levels of letters that we we currently issue. One is a national fingerprint-based background check, and the other is the more extensive comprehensive background check. This new background check is the one um, that we're really excited about. We just hit the 100,000 issue letter. So do you have an average on how many you do a day? 
Just a oh, ballpark? I mean, what do you, what do you think? Like, how I many do you know. think you we do a day? Do, probably do two to 300 a day. So I bring that up because I know when when I first started back in 2014, it was a fairly new process, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think the processing was around five to seven days, and every couple of months. So now it's three to four, and now she said it's 24 hours or right. less, and you don't have a huge team yeah. that's assisting you with that. So that's um, I think it's the processes that Christy and I are put into place have helped get that that processing speed up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're really proud that um, we got, we got some statistics back, and it's between. Um, Zero and 48 hours, 86% of the satisfactory letters are issued. So we're really proud of that. Now walk us through the process a little bit. If I am uh, new in Georgia uh, and I want to work in child care, what do I need to do? So it's really an easy three-step process. And um, it's register, apply, and fingerprint, R-A-P. Okay, so you want to first register with Jamalto. That is the, um, the company that um, processes our fingerprints with us. So there are some changes here when you register with Jamalto, so I encourage everybody to check our website for the updated instructions. But just briefly, um, in order for the agency to pay for it, now you have to select the new reason code, which is decal decal-childcare. Provider slash director slash employee. So there's a new reason code, and um, it used to say daycare. Now it says child care, so we implemented that change. The other change is when you, um, when you select that reason code, you'll have to drop in this code, GAP11164. And that is in the requesting agency ID number, and uh, that is what you need to put in if you want decal to pay for your background check. So that's the registration process through Jamalto. The next step is you have to reg- you have to apply to the agency. So you have to go online and submit a records check application to DECAL. This gives us the authority to read and receive that criminal history and issue your letter. And then the third step is to just find a fingerprint location site nearest you and sc- have your fingerprint scanned. Now, do I do that before I go and apply at a child care program, or is I guess it's best to wait and make sure you've got a job, you've had a job offer, that kind of thing? Well, you actually have to be affiliated with a child care program before you can initiate the process. Okay. okay? So you have to have some sort of, um, some sort of affiliation or, um, with a child care program. Otherwise, we don't have the authority to do it. We can't do it just for any prospective employee. It has to be for someone who... I mean, just for anyone, it has to be a prospective employee. What about transferring um, if I move from one child care provider to another? How long is my background check good? Well, this is a great question. So you have one year from the date that you fingerprint to move that letter to another facility uh, or to move it to two, three, or four facilities. After that one year, that letter is no longer portable. So you can't move it. It's good at the center where you are for a total of five years, but if you want to move to a new center, after that one year, you'll have to get a new background check. And Ira, people may not know this, but um, as DECAL employees, and this is part of the law, we're required to have background check. Absolutely. One of the things uh, when we made that first initial uh, change, um, Commissioner Cagle at the time, uh, one of his strongest beliefs were that if we're going to make uh, providers out there required, we should follow the same standard. Mm-hmm. 
my, it's time to renew mine, by the way. I need to go do that. I've got to go get fingerprinted now, so I'm in the system. Um, and I failed to ask this, Christy, before about age. Is this true for all employees, regardless of age? Yes, actually. The new federal law um, says uh, regardless of age, anyone has to anyone who's in, encountering children in a child care setting is subject to this finger background check requirement. The only exception is someone who resides at a family child care learning home. So there is an age limit there. So only residents who are age 17 or older are required to have a background check in that setting. Okay. What is a provisional employee? A provisional employee is, um, so the definition of this has changed recently. So now a provisional employee is anyone who's working at a child care facility who only has a national fingerprint-based background check clearance. That means they, they don't yet have the comprehensive. So if you're a provisional employee with this national letter, you have to be supervised at all times uh, by someone with the satisfactory comprehensive background check. Mm-hmm. Now the comprehensive check um, is includes the national fingerprint, but it also also includes a check of the sex offender registry, the state sex offender registry, the Georgia child abuse registry, and um, it, ha- it checks other states that you've lived in the last five years. So a lot of times that last piece is what um, causes a little bit of delay because we have to wait on other states to respond. And if I need more information on background checks, I have a strong feeling they're going to go to our website. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, we have recently put on the front page of our website, on the home page, uh, a new quick link. It's a green tab that says Criminal Records Unit. So you can click on that straight from the home page and get to our site with all the instructions. And um, we'll, we're posting some webinars and tutorials right now. So. And Ira, you've been here from the beginning. How do you feel about uh, where Georgia stands uh, with this requirement? Uh, it's, it's just been wonderful. I, I have to thank both uh, commissioners that I've worked under, you know, Commissioner Cagle and now uh, Commissioner Jacobs for uh, their, you know, strength in this area, and, and to, uh, but also the legislator and the governor for knowing how critical it is uh, to improve the health and safety of children in care. You know, when I first came in, and as we were talking about with those name-based searches Mm. in the past, and then just wondering, you know, did that person who you're giving some type of approval to have, had they committed a crime in the past? You just never know. And they're working with infants, you know, children in care who, who can't speak up and say, something is not right here. And to see that we had such strong leaders uh, in Georgia that saying, you know, putting that health and safety of children uh, just it's just made me feel, you know, stronger and stronger about the reason I want to stay at DECAL. Mm -hmm. And you have a lot of interaction with other states. Is this unusual? Is it um, an unusual law to have in place? Well, you know. We in Georgia have always um, had a requirement to look to other states for uh, their criminal history. We had uh, in our law in Georgia that said that if you committed a crime in another state, would have been a violation if they committed in Georgia, mm-hmm. they would be unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. So we've been reaching out to other states for a long time for histories, but now the federal law is added on to it where we also reach out to their child abuse registry and the sex offender registries for uh, for states. So it just adds on to that comprehensive look that we've always had in Georgia. 
again, we, I mean, we're, we're probably one of the strongest background checks in the state, if not in the country. Hmm. That's great to know. Christy, if anybody needs more information, they go to the website. Can they contact your group uh, at DECOM? Absolutely. And we have a toll-free number that is on the website. All right. So if you're interested in more information about background checks, uh, maybe you're just coming into needing one in your employment in the child care industry, check out our website at decal.ga.gov. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hello, this is Billy Reed. I'm the information security specialist for DECAL. My question for the director or commissioner is, what is your worst cybersecurity fear? And how would you protect it? Billy, that's a tough question, but I will tell you, um, and I think we've kind of talked about this when I see you in the office sometimes, is uh, the deep, dark web is haunting us. Um, and it's a true threat, which is um, it's just crazy to think about. But when I hear about ransom requests mm. to state governments, I mean, that's just um, something that you never thought you would hear someone um, sending a ransom request for information or to, you know, to upload your system or get personal identified information from your system. It's just, um, it's a weird world we live in. But um, so all that scares me a little bit. I know we have security measures in place at DECAL and we're working to even improve those. So I know that our team is on top of that and we'll make sure that we keep our system safe. And one thing we do is we have a security minute from our leader in security. We do. Just to make everybody aware. It's really just sort of staying on top of it. Well, it's, you know, it's just, I mean, it's, yeah, just listening to the tips that our IT folks and our secure and Brian gives us as well about, you know, always locking your computer and don't, it's, you know, don't click on an email that you think looks suspicious, which we get some of those and, or we get emails from our own staff and they're actually spam or hackers, which um, is just still baffling to me that that happens. But we address it and we take care of it as soon as we can. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.